the city of angels is black and gold. You are listening to the Heart of LAFC podcast. And now, Joseph Zacker. Greetings, Los Angeles. Welcome to episode 291 of the Heart of LAFC podcast. That's right. We're going on Dolo's field trip today. We're going to talk a lot about the game up in Monterey. Uh, we're going to cover the monitor, the draw for the Open Cup, because that's madness. The seven games in May that we're all talking about as well. And we're definitely going to preview the match this weekend against RSL, including some cool events connected to that and more and more and more. Of course, to make it happen, let's bring back our crew. We've got Araceli, we've got Bam, and we've got Tony here. Uh, Bam, I hear you're freezing to death in Australia. How you doing, man? Yeah, not doing too bad. Um, a bit warmer today. We're currently sitting at where is it? 63 degrees at 2.30 on a Friday afternoon. So could be a bit warmer, but we're getting into the cold parts at the moment. That's okay with me. That's like a normal night here in Los Angeles. It's all right. It's all right. Araceli, how are you doing? I know you are very busy. Actually doing very well. And hey, trust me, I prefer the 63 degrees any day over this humidity that we've had all freaking day. It's it's he- hellish over here. But other than that, I mean, I've been doing very well. And of course, just been very busy on the soccer front, especially with LAFC too, which we'll get into very shortly. So definitely curious to hear your guys' thoughts about it. Without a doubt, we will definitely jump into that. And Tony, how are you doing, sir? Doing pretty well. I would like to make an official apology to the youngins for everyone in the LAFC community for not believing in them, me including because I was upset of it and we grinded it out. Um, And before we cut into the news, I have to bring up something that I don't want to bring up, but we have to bring up. Unfortunately, for the people who were there, at the game, you heard a stupid chat that shouldn't be allowed anymore. And from what I've heard is someone said you can't, you shouldn't be doing that chant anymore. And they pretty much said that if you don't like it, you can leave, which not cool because we are dumb. They're dumb. Anyone's dumb for doing that stupid chant. And it shouldn't be right because we are allies throughout the whole community. And this is something that should be out. Again, it's dumb enough to do it to the point that if you guys don't know, and I've, I think I mentioned it before, Mexico, if they do it again, they're banned from the USA and can't have games out here, which loses a lot of them and money. So I know that's not all of the fans of in Union at FC Union, but some of those fans, a shame. Be ashamed. Be ashamed. Well, uh, karma can bite you, right? Bad karma. Look how it ended up for them. So um, on our end, thank goodness, we we fight every day for this, right? We fight against this. Um, but some need to learn. Some aren't ready for prime time and they need to be reminded, which we are doing right now. Um, and we will continue to stay vigilant. And thank you for everybody who brought it up. Um, we'll always bring it up here. So uh, no doubt about that. Thank you, Tony, for bringing it up. Um, Let's move into the breaking news first and foremost. I'm just going to jump right into it. We can talk about the game. We will talk about the game. But I think the draft and the draw today kind of 
circumvented, you know, how I want to lead to this one. But uh, yeah, the draw happened. We were making jokes about an ice cold ball. Um, the ice cold ball was chosen. Thankfully, though, it was chosen at home for us. Uh, we are definitely playing the Galaxy. We're playing them at home either on May 23rd or May 24th. Uh, it is on. Thankfully, it's in our house. Of course, the good news is we don't have a weekend match after that match. And then almost a week from there, we play our first match in Leon. So um, busy schedule. Not so great. Going to have to look to cycle the lineup. But thankfully, that match gives us about a week span in between the final. So if we get through, if we do our jobs, if we make it happen, whoever's in that game will be fresh by the time we may, we play Leon, um, and maybe a grinder match like that will just tune us up that much more for an even tougher match on the road. So good news, I think. I don't like playing them. None of us do. But if you're going to have to face them, you might as well just take it head on. Bam, your thoughts? I'm surprised we get it at home. I was, I knew we were going to draw them. I was expecting us to draw them away because that's what always happens when we play against them. But um, yeah, I'll happily take the home game. Be interesting to see what we do as in lineups for all that time and all that because you know it's not like we're playing Monterey Bay again. It's we're playing City rivals. It's a big game. We have a big game coming up after that too. What will our lineup be for then? Would be really interesting to see what we do. Yeah, it's it's the toughest question um, of all. Again, Cherandolo, the magic that he does has a lot of hard decisions to make in the lead up of to that match because basically we have two grudge matches back to back. And actually, if you really look at the schedule, three grudge matches because the weekend match before that match is San Jose at our house which they beat us so we've got it we've got to have an edge there um so three three cracking games in a row uh real tough times and then a midweek before that against kansas city um not quite a rivalry it's kind of like playing monterey bay again let's be honest um and so maybe that would be your your, your rest match you know who knows it's gonna be tough it's coming quick too so uh Araceli, I'm looking right at you. I know I talk smack about Kansas City, but you would too. Am I right? In all fairness, yes. <laughs> See, there we go. Um, what are your thoughts, Aracelia? Do you think we should take it full tilt against the Galaxy and and throw away the MLS matches in the lead-up? What, what's your thoughts on this? To be honest, I am really 50-50 with it because obviously the upside is that it will be uh, a home match will have home advantage and it's already against an opponent that the club is well aware of the downside to it being obviously schedule wise. Now it's just adding another game to the docket. Can the boys handle it with so many matches already going on as is. And it was, uh, it's, it's a similar statement to how I said earlier this week with dropping points in San Jose. Obviously I don't want to see our, boys drop any more points but if they have to then i i guess we can sacrifice at least a match now rather than later in the year but in terms of roster rotation that's going to be the biggest question in my opinion yeah who gets called up how are they going to figure it out who do you protect who do you not protect 
it's a very complicated situation. Again, no one has ever played for five trophies in a single season, at least in, in the, this domestic area, right, in the United States. Uh, I know Jerry Noso on Twitter was was talking about that, just the unprecedented nature of what we're going through and how you can compare it to other people and how they cycle line us, but no one's had this. No one's had this. This is, this is different. So you really do have to pick and choose as you go. Um, I would leave it at this. Are we really shooting for a supporter shield this year? Is that a, is that our goal? Is this what we really want to run for? Or is that something we're willing to let go for the sake of the other tournaments? I'll go to you, Tony. Where do you sit on this? I say we're supporter shield. That's going to be depending on how the season's going overall. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, that's, that's going to be the whole thing. Um, U.S. Open Cup, of course, we did. It was it's one of the tiers that we haven't won and it's like i won all the cups of course so we don't know where we're gonna do with this game coming up um to everyone's surprise i'm not surprised it's at home i'll say that now because no they don't they want to make sure it's a prime time game and have the seats filled instead of empty like last time (laughs) Mm -hmm. so uh this this is going to be unprecedented for us to go for five cups in general and moving forward, uh, supporter shield. I feel like we're we are going to go for it. Uh, it just it seems in the books that the the way Dolo is doing everything. I feel like he is because even after the loss to to San Jose, he was talking about you know this is like we learn from mistakes and we got to get better at this. You know we played fine, but we need to get better at doing this, this, and that. Well, I mean his greatest concern, of course, is home field advantage right for the playoffs because that is going to be critical this year, especially with the weird playoff format that we're getting into for this year again that's extended as well madness um and so you, it's really important to get home field so i get that uh it's just going to be a really a really tough situation here um i think we have kind of consensus here i think we're leaning more towards just let it rip and t- take those dudes down i will say this also looking at the schedule ahead and who got bounced already from the open cup there is a real clear path once you get past carson to get all the way to the final it is not, this is not as challenging as you think it is. The schedule is your biggest enemy. I mean, if we get, if we get through, here's Bam throwing it up there. If we get through, yeah, Colorado versus Real Salt Lake. Those aren't powerhouses. I know Real Salt Lake is playing much better this year than they've done in the past, but they're definitely a project still. Um, after that, I mean, we're looking at what Austin and Chicago or Houston or Minnesota. The only time Minnesota's trouble for us is in Minnesota, right? Same with Houston. In their house, it gets tough. We've had trouble with them before. Austin, we've already, we already handled those dudes. In Chicago, I mean, they're all over the place. So really, on our side of the bracket, it's attainable. It really, really is. Galaxy's the toughest test simply because it's the rivalry, not because there's some giant monster to deal with. It's just the rivalry that levels things a bit. Looking at the East, it's even more simple. You have Red Bulls and Cincinnati. Come on now. Uh, Pittsburgh Riverhounds. Come on, Pittsburgh. Let's do this. Uh, Got to take on Columbus. We have a Birmingham Legion playing Charlotte FC and Inter-Miami playing Nashville. Again, we know how we line up against Nashville. So, again, the, the, you know, the big dogs are kind of out. We're the last big dog in the show. So, get through it. See where it falls. And I think that's the simplest thing to go through. And of course, we're going to throw it to you guys in a few after we get through the. Yes, ma'am. Um, just going by, I've jumped on the um, US Open Cup website right now. Mm-hmm. 
at the moment they've got us playing the Tuesday. Yeah, it's it's listing as Tuesday. Um, yeah, but so then... the the Tuesday oh. games they've listed is Inter Miami versus Nashville at seven thirty PM Eastern time. Red Bulls Cincinnati at seven thirty PM Eastern time. Uh, Houston versus Minnesota at eight thirty PM Eastern, and us at ten thirty PM Eastern. Seven thirty is a little better. I have something on the schedule that's important for me that day too. So <sighs> we got to figure this one out. But I've done crazier things like you know getting there at halftime after getting off a plane from from uh, <laughs> Hermosillo, uh, yeah, and then running through TJ and then driving straight to a stadium. Things happen with me, right? Um, got to have that perfect attendance. So I, you know, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out on a day. But either one, you know, in truth. I think the club would prefer Tuesday as well because it's one more day of rest before they go to Leon. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll keep you guys posted as it becomes official. Um, I'm sure by tomorrow morning the announcement will drop and all the tickets and all that information. It's coming quick. It's coming quick. So we'll wait for the graphics from the club, of course. Now, how did we get there? Of course, we beat Monterey uh, with a student uh, lineup, I could say. It's, it's an Academy Plus LAFC 2.5, uh, <laughs> wild, crazy uh, lineup uh, that we were all debating about because they didn't really release the roster until, well, you know, they were walking on the field. Uh, but this was how it fell. Bam, you want to talk about this amazing lineup we threw out there? Um, yeah, the lineup dropped just as I was about to start, start work yesterday. So I didn't actually get to see any of the game, just saw a little bit of highlights here and there. But for LAFC, we had uh, Jacoby. Ovich in goals, um, who, as I was saying in our group chat, was the um, parent escort for the for the team. They had Rodriguez, Rosales, uh, Dolanmeyer, and Romero in defense. Um, Jaime, Christostomo, and Duenas in the mid, and Torres, Suba, and Ordez up top. Which, again, what? Yeah, uh, pretty wild. Uh, of course, Jakubovic, Krusostomo, Duenas, uh, Torres, familiar names for you guys. Those who went down to Fullerton, much more familiar lineup. Um, you know who these guys are. I mean, we've got guys on the field that have played with us since they were 10 years old. We know these players. Um, just the fact that they're they're representing the top side and the guys on the bench are the a different staff than they're you know used to seeing week in and week out, except you know in training sessions, but. It's a little different. It was a little fun to see. Um, I like how excited, you know, Dolo was from the get-go on this thing. I think he was really excited about giving them a chance to get this run out and really testing them against the USL side. Again, they're, they're struggling like crazy in MLS next. Uh, USL, another test, another level, another thing to deal with. Now, looking at the other side, Bam, you want me to talk about the lineup for those guys or you want me to run with it? Uh, you can run with it. All right. So up top for them was uh, Valeski. Uh, playmaker was Rebellar. Uh, Dixon on the on the right wing. Uh, Enriquez on the left. Uh, your defensive infielders were Murphy and Yoseki. Yes, that Murphy who used to play for us. Um, Backline was Fair and Green. Uh, outside was Donor and Martinez with uh, Ngepe in goal. Um, again, much older lineup than what we had outsized this big time. You could tell early on that this was going to be a battle, um, that was going to be difficult. 
I will say from the first minute, they were definitely very aggressive with our players. A lot of chatter, a lot of they were really trying to get under our guy's skin because they knew they were young. Um, but our guys weren't taking it, which was 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 honorable, right? They were playing, they were giving it right back again. Um, I'd say throughout the match, the guy that that I, I love the most uh out there was Ordas. Um, exciting to watch, always getting into it, never backing down. And you know what? The guys didn't play scared, they just played um did what they did best and, and went through this and of course a very a very wild match um tony i'm gonna throw this one to you now let's go with the big highlights so let's just get to the big house in the 25th minute um christian stork christian christian torres scores a right foot shot in the center of the box for the goal is, is assisted by christopher jamie and it was a very well the ronaldo-esque kind of goal of like slotting it the way he shot that goal. Um, and it went like that throughout the whole game. There was a lot of back and forth and, you know, knickknacks, as you just said, but until, and we thought we had the game one until unfortunately the 90th minute uh, Monterey Bay scored a scored a goal from Simon uh, Dawkins. Dawkins. Yeah. Dawkins with the right foot shot outside the box with a left corner assisted by Voloski. And it was kind of a dagger to see that because it was just like oh no we thought we had this we wanted to wrap this up and we had to go to extra time and not even into four minutes into extra time monterey scores with uh jesse maldonado Mm -hmm. (laughs) and with a right-footed shot again assisted by voleski this is the players we were talking about going forward and it was concerning um we didn't know if the uh the kids had the dog in them to fight it back, but they did with in the 105th minute, um, Matthew Maya, who subbed in later earlier in the in the game, comes in and gets a right footed shot in the center of the box to the left corner, assisted by the ghost himself, Chris Estomo, <laughs> and ended up going to PKs where we ended up going into another extra time. <laughs> With that, with a key, with before that, with a key goal by our own keeper, Jakopovich, uh, mm-hmm. and ended up going to extra time. And Jakopovich ended up with the game winning save in order to beat Monterey Bay in a thrilling fashion with four, four to five. I'm just going to jump right into reactions for you guys because I'm going to say it right now. Remember those days where Tyler Miller was our guy and we were just dying for goalkeepers? Like, can this really be our situation? And now we have three goalkeepers that are stellar that could start week in and week out. And apparently uh, both of our backups like to steal games, especially in the highest moments. Now, you know, if you were going to trump McCarthy's performance, yeah, scoring one's a pretty nice way to do it. Um, Pretty darn impressive impressive i will say this with yakupovich we don't get this result without him in this game we don't for for numerous reasons yes the performance he did was amazing the saves he did were amazing but it's how he was working with our young players keeping their heads in the right place he took that shot because the goalkeeper from the other side was disrespecting our young players and trying to intimidate them it was constant. He even walked across Yak- Yakupovich while he was setting up. 
which is just the ultimate disrespect, right? Um, and I think with that with that situation, with that goalkeeper being as disrespectful as he was, I, I think that's a sure bet why Jakubovic did what he did and took a shot, right? He needed to give it back to that guy and stand up for the boys because their goalkeeper is sitting at the top of the goalkeeper box just being a jerk, right? Trying to get into the young players' heads. Um, and it backfired. And what I love even better in the at penalty kick shootout is where our guys are placing the ball, <laughs> slotting it down the middle, just total confidence. Again, try it. We're built different. That was the most LAFC of LAFC type of uh, situations right there is, okay, push us. We'll push you back. Different mindset. Um, in terms of the match itself, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not alone in saying that I thought we had lost this thing. It was tough, right? That second goal falls. The first goal they scored, 90th minute, we we're out of gas. There was no momentum. Um, it felt like more was coming. It was, it was very tough to see, but they bounced back and, and timely substitutions, uh, matter, right? Uh, Matthias Maya doing what he did, the way he finished it, the way that whole play turned out again, it has to do with match management here. Um, and, and give credit where credit is due. Good on them. Uh, Tony, you want to jump on and, and your impressions on this one? Um, so uh, this was a really weird game to watch. Not in just, it was felt one that it felt like a high school game. That's what it felt like. The atmosphere felt very high schoolish, even with the fans. Like, honestly, if we took our fans that went to San Jose and put them in the stands, we would have taken most of the stadium for one. Two, the magic of the open cup, as my friend would was saying the whole it was a whole game. Or I think that's what he said. I'm I'm sorry if I'm misquoting him, but there was a lot of we were watching it, there was a lot of uh disconnection from the uh, server that we were trying to watch it from. Also I wasn't able to watch the penalty kicks and I decided to listen to ESPN radio and listen to it the old fashioned way, which made it even more heart dropping and stuff like that. So it was a good game overall. I can see now, again, I haven't watched many, too, many LAFC two games as much as ours, probably Araceli has since that's, she has to watch almost multiple games. Plus the us, they need to learn to when they have a lead to close it. You know what I mean? Cause this is a different coach and he was, us, you know, assisting on coaching these players and stuff like that. And mind you also, Dolo knows how to coach young players because he did this before. And he, I, I jokingly said to Araceli, he finally won against the USL team, <laughs> which was hilarious. But it's, again, this is the first time where I can't say we need this, that we need this, but they're still learning. They're still kids. Yes, the, the top tier ones that are assigned to the big leagues need to get better and finish and you see what they can do. Um, but I think as people were saying on Twitter that we're disrespecting them, I think Monterey was disrespecting us saying like, oh, we got this since the twos. Yeah, they fell for it. That's what they did. Again, the way they were approaching it, the way they were picking on guys like Gordas, shoving him around, um, really trying to bully the young kids. It's just a lack of respect on their end. Um, and they really thought they'd rattle the kids and it, it, it backfired. It seriously backfired. And none of our guys got lost in it. In fact, we didn't get a single yellow card. They got three. Um, and mo and all three of those yellow cards were for disrespect, um, is what it was. It was it was it was ill-timed challenges, pushing, pushing players. The goalkeeper took a yellow card for pushing Ordaz. Uh could have been worse, man. Um, 
And so, yeah, uh, good on our guys for not falling for it. Again, they're playing a grown men. Um, and the veterans that we did on the, have on the field, thank you for your leadership because it, it paid itself off. Uh, any other impressions you want to throw? Aerosol, you got anything, anything you want to throw into the mix on this? Oh, she can't hear me there. Huh. All right. Hey, I'm here. You got what? You, you, want, you want to toss in on this? <laughs> well, obviously, you know, I'm going to elaborate a little bit more onto it when we discuss uh, LEFC 2's actual game from yesterday. But, I mean, looking at the roster itself, it was no surprise to us that there was going to be a lot of LEFC 2 presence on this roster, judging by the traveling photos and everything. What surprised me uh, as well as everyone else was seeing the healthy mix of basically the bench and the LEFC two players. I mean, let's call a spade a spade. It, it's a, it was an LEFC two game because yeah. even like Duenas and um, Krista Stomo, they, they have played with LEFC two in the very beginning of the season. So there is at least some familiarity with it. Unfortunately, I didn't have a way to watch the match. So like most, you know, I was really following the updates on Twitter. It, it was just as anxiety filled as anything else. But to watch the boys finally get a win was there was just a big sense of relief. So hopefully that win gives them the motivation that they've been needing for the past couple of weeks moving forward. But uh, unfortunately, only time will tell. Exactly. Exactly. It's nice to see them get those minutes. It did kind of cost us the next day, but what's done is done. Bam. Final thoughts before I throw it into our, our supporters. Um, as I said, I didn't get to watch the game live due to work. And even if I wasn't at work, um, it wasn't available for me to watch legally here in Australia. And all the, all the streams I tried to find were shitty, shitty quality. And from what I heard, it wasn't just the actual quality of the illegal streams. It was the quality of what was being shown anyway. So, yeah. Um, my big thing, US Open Cup, do better. Just do better. You have a product that is old. It's been around. It's one of the longest trophies that's been around. If you want to grow it more, make it available to people outside North America to watch as well. It was a perfect time. It was mm -hmm. lunchtime here in Australia. People go out for lunch. Oh, it's available. I like to watch some some soccer. Oh, look at this. It's a live game available. Let's put it on YouTube. I open it to YouTube outside North America. Make it simple. Well, I mean, back when they had it on ESPN Plus, you did get to watch it back then, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. three three years ago, it was all on YouTube. Yeah. It was all available on YouTube here. So... Well, here's you know, the worst thing. It was available on YouTube for every game but ours. Every game but ours, right? They put it behind Golasso Channel. So it, it limited everybody from watching it. What a nice <laughs> move by everybody at the last second. And then if you want to put it on Golasso Channel, you might as well make it quality. And it wasn't. It was like somebody was filming with a cell phone. It was well, trash. Well, here's the other thing, too. Golasso Channel, for everything I've seen on Twitter about it, it's actually a good channel. Mm -hmm. It's on Paramount. It's on Paramount Plus. Yeah. We got Paramount Plus in Australia, but we don't get Glazer Channel. Yeah, I don't know. It, it it's not a good look for for Paramount, right? They're now in on this mix. Um, do better. I'm with you, man. Oh, oh, I'll be going deep on Paramount Plus because the way <laughs> it is in Australia, 
it's horrendous. Yeah, you can't true. pause and rewind live sport. Hmm. Here it freezes up all the time, right, Tony? Uh, that's the biggest issue. There's there's lag and there's crazy lag, and everybody's in a different time, and it, it's no fun. Um, all right, let's throw it up to you guys. I see it's Jibbles in the mix. I see Burke Fournier is talking about the rigged round of 16 speculation. We're with you, man. I thought Acosta's reaction today was the best, as of course we're playing them. <laughs> he pretty much hinted at the same thing. Like, well, yeah, okay, of course we are. Uh, let's see, Wolf's on here. Wolf's giving some love to Tony. Good points from Tony. Uh, Jonah B's also, I'm here as well with Burke for this rigged cup speculation. I think we're all thinking the same thing. Uh, cold Burke is giving ping a good pong one. balls, cold ping pong balls. Remember, last the last round was was envelopes, right? Mm -hmm. Why is it ping pong balls all of a sudden? Wait, Why they changed it, they changed it, yeah. It ping pong balls today. How did that happen? Instead was of it, that, instead of I, that, go for it. Am I crazy? It was envelopes last round, right. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it, it's, it's always been envelopes as far, as far as I know. It's always been envelopes. And that's why I didn't bother waking up at 4 a.m. wanting to watch it because, like, it's envelopes. It's oh, no. It, anyway. it was ping pong balls this time. Thank you. Ping pong but, balls. And then the draw was crazy because the first draw was home one. The second draw, rather than being the match matchup, was home two. They had more suspense. And then the third draw goes the away one, and the fourth goes away two. At least you got the ping pong balls, Bam. At least you got, At least you got the ping pong balls. Ice cold as always, right? Hot for one, cold for the other. There you go. Figured it out. All right, let's see here. Uh, Edge says he got a receipt from Rich saying we should use bench for Monterey. Well, we did, uh, kind of. Bench from a bench, not the same bench, but it's there. Uh, <laughs> Black and Gold Soldier says LACO in Open Cup was hyped. Can't wait for your kiddos to play the Galaxy. They ain't playing the Galaxy, man. They are not. I, I don't. I, maybe some of them will get minutes, but nah, there's no way. I will say this after watching Monterey and what they can offer against our kids. The difference between them and the Galaxy, as bad as the Galaxy are, is light years. That is not even close to the same level. And that was the best they had against us. And I, I guarantee if, if the Galaxy went up there with the roster that they threw up against Seattle, because Seattle put a B team out as well. That's why that's why the Galaxy got through. Um, they would have thrashed Monterey. Uh, it's not, yeah, it's not the same. It's not the same. Um, Galaxy trash in our league, but they would be superstars in that league. It's just the the division difference is, is getting bigger and bigger as the years go by. It's a huge gap now, for sure. Um, so we'd be asking for it if we put them against them. We really would be, and I don't want to risk that at home. Uh, let's see. Dave says, love the run of form. The lads are, are in this season. Dude, we're, yeah, it's all over the place now. Pretty wild. Ox says Casey equals Monterey Bay. Casey would beat them too. Let's be honest. Casey would totally beat them. Um, real, real talk. Uh, Black and Gold Soldier, we are LAFC. We win at everything. It feels that way, but we can't get too cocky about it. That is for sure. Uh, you can get brought down to earth real quick. Uh, <laughs> it says Mamba mentality. 
There you go. There's definitely a mob mentality with this team. There, with this organization, there is for sure. Uh, Jonah B says, honest question who really had LAC2 winning? Receipt or not? Um, I'll, I'll take this. Go for it. I, yeah. I, I, I honestly, I saw the lineup, looked at certain things, and went, hmm, Monterey play, Bay are playing decent money to win against us. I'll chuck a couple of bucks over on them to win because honestly, with that lineup, I thought I, I just didn't see us winning. So for me, it was, was going to be a win-win. Either I win some money or we go through either or. Yeah. I mean, reality is they should have beaten us. They had nearly 70% possession in this game. They were all over us. We were dead in the water when they tied the game up. We were yeah, just holding great. on for dear life to get out of that game. And we conceded with zero momentum. And then they got a second. I, again, Open Cup madness is what this was. Beautiful madness. I'm happy about it. Yeah. But in all reality, this was a choke by by yeah. Monterey. And especially when betting sites were offering you four to one odds yeah. on Monterey Bay to win. Wild. <laughs> That's wild. Yeah. So, no, we weren't supposed to win this game. But we did. And we'll take it. We'll take it. So, Joan, I mean... To be honest, if we had a few more starters in this game, if we had three other guys in this game, it would have been a walkover. Really, you know, just a little bit more in the midfield. This thing's done. It really is. But hey, we got through, so we live to fight another day. Uh, Dave Gomez says our expectations for a sex- successful season is win them all, and and Dolo says that over and over again. Is no, we're in every competition, and thankfully today it all worked out, right? Um, back and gold soldier said, Holling said, said it best. Why do we have to expect a loss at some point? We, why can't we win everything? I mean, do you net who goes into a game expecting to lose, man? Like, you can't play that way. Why would you play that way? It's 11 on 11, right? You go. The other side thinks the same thing as, ah, oh, we can find it, we can figure these guys out. How it should be. Hmm. You, you go into a game expecting to lose, you will lose. Yeah. Oh, yeah. As long as as long as all our players come off the field and say, I gave my all, if we lose, we lose. Yep. If they if they if they come off drovel happy, all that kind of stuff, that's where I'll start having an issue with it. Right. Ooh, Burke says Monterey Bay had more people show up than Carson. Glad next game. Uh, glad next game is at BMO. I uh, really, dude. Really, that's some sad drama stuff over there. Let's uh, <laughs> see, Wolf. Last time I played Carson in Open Cup, the following game came 15 minutes of silence from the North End. LSC better win and go for it all. We don't hold back, right? We do what we do. So, um, thank God it's a better start this year. So, beyond thankful for it. We'll see where we go from here. Uh, Dave Gomez says the Denholm ESN LEO radio stream is how I heard it with watching on YouTube. Uh, Al football play by play. There he goes. I, yeah, whatever it takes. But I, honestly, when Dave does it right, I mean, you get a good description as to what's really going down anyway. So you're pretty, you're, you're in good hands anyway. If you got to watch, if you got to listen to it, he's going to give you a good insight as to what's going on. So good on him. Uh, Edge also says he was ecstatic. LSC2 won the game. Receipt or not, they defied the odds. No, odds were stacked. 
The minute we came out with that lineup, we knew odds were stacked. Again, we fielded a team so far that has not won a single game yet. Right? LAFC2 has not gotten results. And went up there and got a result. Yes, there were some added faces to the mix. Not many, though. Couple, right? An experienced goalkeeper was the biggest story of all that. But still, the bulk of it were those boys um, trying to do something, right? They've had a struggle so far. And they did it. Good on them for it. Kudos to them. They earned it. Our future does look bright. A few of these players, man, that was the story of seeing how they play out there. We got some keepers, that's for sure. Um, we, <laughs> we're in good hands. It's just, yeah, the results will follow. They will follow, for sure. All right, guys, there are the reactions from you guys. Definitely stick around. You're going to get another chance to jump in as well. Um, but, of course, what do we do now? That's right. We jump into LAC Community News. Tony, are you ready for it, man? Um, I say we talk about LAFC too, since it's a back-to-back kind of thing of like doing th- stuff like that. Because we were yeah. talking earlier, and why don't we just segue to Araceli with LAFC too? I'm with you. Well, well said, sir. Go for it, Elisa. Araceli. You have the floor. <laughs> well, I just want to chime in very quickly with everybody's thoughts about you know, like we've already said it when we first saw the roster, there was that inkling of maybe, maybe not because. Like you said, LESC2 hasn't really gotten a result in the last seven weeks, unfortunately. And sadly, last night, that's still the case. Now we're going on to eight weeks without a result. So given if we had results going into the Open Cup, I would have been more confident in the guys. But at the end of the day, I'm just glad that they got the win and pushed LESC through. Now, going to last night, as everyone knows, LAFC 2 went up to Monterey, uh, excuse me, <clears throat> Monterey Bay, did the job, immediately came back down to Fullerton, not even 24 hours to host St. Louis. Now for this match, it was a it was a similar situation with the Open Cup in the sense that it did go to penalties again. And that's where LAFC 2 faltered. Again, <laughs> I feel like I'm almost a broken record with every week because, yes, they are getting the result and they're able to push it into penalties, but I I don't know what the solution is. They they need to st- basically start finishing. Um, long story, or the short version of it, is that John Klein from St. Louis, he got a first half brace, putting St. Louis up early. Um, early in the second half, Laji Male, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm mispronouncing this. He kicks off the comeback in the 49th minute by pulling one back for LEFC 2. Christian Diaz follows that up with a, a banger for the equalizer in the 71st minute. And for the rest of regulation time, they were sprinkling St. Louis's goals. There were solid opportunities. But again, if they cannot finish, what do we expect? We go into penalties, similar story, start off very strong. But at the end of the day, they fell five to three in penalties and continue to be winless. So I I don't know if it's a, a, a coaching situation at this point or if the boys just need more experience. Because looking at this lineup, it was as if the players who got the start at Monterey were on the bench 
and we had our regular LEFC two it uh starting with the exception of Matthias Maya who pushed LEFC into extra time up in mm -hmm. Monterey. So to see him on there was reassuring in a way. But again, still scoreless, still fighting for that result. And now it's just kind of turns into a co a coaching question almost at this point. And no, I am not sitting here saying replace Duran. Uh, maybe he's still learning like everyone else, but I don't know. We'll see it's, what goes on from here. It's tough. It's tough. Now, I know with Maya, he only played limited minutes, right? He pretty much came in late in the game um, and did what he had to do in the overtime. So he did have enough, a short amount of time to play, considering it. Um, so I'm not surprised he played. But again, that much of a shuffle between two days is is really hard to ask. It really is. That's difficult. Um, we were kind of set up to fail for this one. So, you know, if we're going to talk about our goal, our, our, our coaching situation, this one's kind of a hard one to peg, right? Like, yeah, it's on you, man. Dude, I mean, these guys have traveled up and down the state in a day. Uh, yeah, it's it's really tough to ask. Now, the other matches that we've seen so far haven't looked so great. Maybe it's just not being familiar. I know with St. Louis, they, they've got a whole nother year under their belt, right? They started before their big team started. So there's something already established there. Uh, and also, you know, what is our goal with this? Is it to go make a playoff run or is it simply to get guys fresh and ready and used to the system that the big boys do? Right. What are, what's the real focus? We saw with Las Vegas how bad we were. Um, didn't seem like results were a big focus there either. And it doesn't appear that that's the case again. Um, you know, it's hard to see. Right. You want to you want to see the black and gold win, no matter if you got a two on your name or not. It's still the black and gold. They want to represent us well and, and need to represent us well. But is the focus what we think it is? Or is it simply development? Priorities, you know, I think that that's where we're at here. Bam, your thoughts on that? I think at the moment, you know, they're still developing. Um, the coach is still developing as well, too. I don't expect us to go out and win the whole league. You know, I don't expect us to destroy teams week in, week out. They're all still learning. They're all still getting better. For me, it's more of a what can they do when they get called up to LAFC? Mm -hmm. If they get called up and play great and push the regular that's in that position, to me, that's a success story. Right. And, and we're seeing some of that already play itself out. We could see already in the in the Open Cup game the guys that, that look like within a few seasons they'll be there. They'll fit right in. Um, some already do. But, yeah, getting a win will be real nice, right? We kind of don't like seeing it on the other side of the schedule or the, the, the results there on the wrong side of it. But, uh, Tony, your thoughts before we move on to uh, community news? Honestly, yes, they're still developing and, you know, they still need to learn the system. We're still a brand-new club, but it's still – if we have to set the standard for to represent LAFC two in that star, we have to hold them accountable for not even able to get a win because we saw that what they can do with a win. Yes, with um, a USL team. Yes, we did have two senior members. We'll call them as in seniors, as in not part of the LAFC two all the time here and there. But it needs to get better quickly because this is 
it there's only so much give that we can give before it's not acceptable representing LAFC in general. Yeah, I mean, and this season's a little bit shorter, right, Araceli? Yes, it's a little shorter. It ends in September. And real quick, if I could just add to the argument quickly here. I, I understand, you know, on the bigger the bigger picture is that we do not expect for LSA 2 to make a full run, win the whole league in their first year. I mean, it's possible, but obviously that's not the expectation right now. And where I brought up the point in coaching, and again, I am not calling for Enrique Duran to be replaced or anything, but the reason that I say that is because, yes, LSA 2 is more of a de- de- excuse me, developmental team. We are starting to see the boys get pulled up to the first team on these short-term agreements. But also, too, you had Dolo at the wheel at Monterey Bay, and even our academy teams are still doing very well. The U15, the U17s, they're continuing to kill it. Just recently, both of them took down the Galaxy Academies. I believe it was like 3-0 to for U15, like 2-0 to for U17. So that's where you start kind of start questioning a, questioning a little that you can see what they're doing under Dolo's reign. You can still see the, our, our academy is driving. What what's going on with the middle team? And <laughs> I'm just yeah. I, I'm just yeah. being honest. I, I know I I sound like I'm coming down very hard on them, considering we're still early in the season. But and I've watched a lot of these games. The potential is there. They are making the runs. Obviously, they're still learning how to gel as a team, how to finish, how to set up the goals. Because if you look at the results, yes, we haven't won a single match, but they've gotten very close on several occasions. So that that's my two cents. Just not enough. Not enough right now. I mean, that that's the big issue. Yeah, we'll see where it's at, um, where it's going to be. Um, is, the co- is, the, is the current staff simply an echo of the, of the senior staff? You know? Remains to be seen, but it would really be really nice to get a few results here to close things out. Um, yeah, over is no fun for anybody. So thank you, Araceli, for that. And again, I think you're totally warranted on this. You have to question everything. When you get no wins, you have to question. That's extreme. The situation is extreme where we're at right now. It feels like expansion blues that most teams suffer. But yeah, we expect better because we are LAFC. There it is. All right, Tony, are we ready for community news, sir? Yes, we are. <clears throat> yes, we are. Oof, that was a boom. All right, you yeah. got the floor, man. All right. So with us being away and away from home for a while, uh, we are doing a couple watch parties go- moving forward. So uh, inland and inland element, it will be at Capone's Pizza at seventy two oh seven Arlington Avenue F in Riverside, California. Lucky's will be at La Perda del Mar Bar and Grill. 8803 Imperial Highway in Downey. Uh, TSG Cuervos and Empire Boys are doing a joint watch party at Beer Gardens uh, 206 Northwestern Avenue, Los Angeles, California. Um, if you're in the San Diego area, uh, the San Diego LAFC supporter group is going to be at the Tap Room to, at 2000 El Cajon Boulevard, San Diego. And 
Pride Republic will be at Disto Cartorce at 1837 First Street, Los Angeles, California. And those are the major watch parties. If any more are coming up, I will post them on our socials like I always do. Um, and then continuing on with that, of course, the two things that we're pushing of, of always is 3252 membership, $30 to sign up, help support the supporter cause of flags, drums, TFOs, a, a, a ticket for away game. So if you haven't signed up, make sure you sign up. Put the group that you're part of and you know help us out and help other supporter groups fill in their ranks and the last one of course is the mo facio futsal court still needs help donate a dollar donate whatever you can it will be on lafc.com slash mo dash facio so whatever you can do please donate and that is all for community news there we go um there's one other thing i was checking a certain source um Something about the LA County Fair. I don't want to completely do it, but just go check their website. There's something going on on Saturday. I'll throw that out there right now. I might see you there. We'll put it that way um, and wait for the big announcement, you know, um, or just look at the fair special events and figure it all out for yourselves. But yeah, there's something going down there as well. Uh, LASC2 update. We got that covered. You know what we do next. That's right. We do the Vinyl Club Minute. Tony's a busy boy because guess who's leading this one? That's right, sir. Who have you got? Who is your selection? Um, from Utah. So from Utah, it's very hard to pick. And there's only one that for me in the earlier days of me being young and able to go to festivals and do that, all that stuff, because now I feel like I can't do that. It's not about I can't. It's just the weekend after I'm recovering a lot longer than I used to. It is Cascade. Um, after going through certain albums, I decided to go with one one song with uh, Dead Mouse and him, which is I Remember, which is a nice kind of mellow beat to rock to while studying, doing work, working up to the podcast. And the other one, which is one of my favorite albums from him, is just uh, kind of like, how do I say, more of a touchy moment, which is Fire and fire and ice um there's two dualities to that to that one which is why i called fire and ice because he has the songs on an upbeat more up-tempo one and then he has a cooler down version and the song that i love from that one is room for happiness with skylar gray skylar gray oh that's awesome all right cool 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 um again we don't really get into a lot of of that genre it's good that we are though we should do more uh so Cheers to you, sir, for bringing up Cascade. Well done. All right. So that is our Black and Gold Vinyl Club Minutes. Of course, what do we do next? We transition into why we're all here. Preview, preview, preview time. Yes, we have another match. One of those crazy matches. Back to back to back to back to back. So let it begin. We are playing RSL this weekend. Uh, 6.30 p.m. kickoff time out of Sandy, Utah. I know there's a lot traveling up there as always. So to you guys heading up that way good on you have safe have a safe trip enjoy yourselves out there and of course stay golden's the big one right do your best do your best out there i've been there a few times i know it can get a little funky up there but yeah you guys can own it you know you can keep it going now tony rsl is a little different this year they've had some better results coming into this and actually the last five games looked pretty strong right yes they have they are currently on a uh haven't lost a game in the last five um one against the portland Tw timbers uh three four tied against houston dynamo 
0-0, tied against Real Salt Lake, um, Seattle Sounders 0-0, sorry. And they also, in their U.S. Cup match, they beat the Vegas Lights, our former affiliate, 3-1, and also beat uh, the Earthquakes 3-1. So, mind you, that match against Portland Timbers was a road Open Cup match. <laughs> that's not easy to do. Uh, that's a pretty that's a pretty big deal. Um, looking at the teams that they have beaten as well is is you know they beat San Jose right, and we had trouble at San Jose. They beat Dynamo, uh, actually tied Dynamo, tied the Sounders. I mean, again, these aren't these aren't pushover teams. It's not an easy situation for us. Of course, it's a little more complicated because of the last five games we've played, only two have been actual MLS Cup play. Uh, that's complicated. Of course, we're kind of in a holding pattern. MLS play, of course, we have a loss and a tie for our last two. Outside of that, it's a little different. There's two wins sprinkled in. Again, the busy schedule is showing itself at this point, but you all know what we're capable of if we're healthy. And we've had a week off. So you got to take that that note as well. Um, looking at the stats and where they're at so far, uh, RSL has allowed 17 goals this season, about twice as many as us. Um Goal scoring, though, they've got about 10. We've got about 17. Uh, they're at a negative seven goal difference, which is a little bit interesting, um, while we're at a positive nine. Now, in the standings, they are currently uh, 11th place. That's right. Not too high up, but the record is admirable for what they were doing last year. So we'll give them credit on that. And the roster is a bit stronger than it's been in, in the past. So they're definitely a rebuilding team. Uh, looking at who they have to offer and who's been producing for them. Um, key players for them, uh, Jefferson Savarino. Uh, he's got three goals so far this year. Uh, Justin Glad's got two. Andres Gomez has one. So does uh, Anderson Julio, uh, Lofelsend, and Krylock. Uh, Paulo Ruiz has also scored for them. In terms of the assist, uh, it's spread about with this team. Really, really interesting. But one name I saw stood out to me was Danny Masovsky. I know, guys, a reunion for this one. Uh, we will be seeing him. Um, but otherwise, yeah, your big ones is Gomez, Saverino, and uh, Oviedo. Uh, so, yes, they don't score a whole lot of goals. Uh, they should be scoring more. That's probably why their record is what it is. But they're still improved from what they what, what they used to be, and they look like they're rising. Bam. Now, in terms of who they've got, are they missing anybody for the game against us? Yeah, they are. Um, so at the moment, they've got a couple people out. Um, they've got Farnsworth out with a thigh injury, K out with an ankle, Holt out with a shoulder, Lufusen out with an ankle, and you also had um, Hidalgo and Julio out questionable last game. Um, that being said, Moose was listed as questionable last game. He played in the Open Cup. So these are the ones that didn't play in the Open Cup that were still listed as out and questionable. So you might see Hidalgo and Julio back, but I don't think you'll see Farnsworth, K, Holt, or Luffelsend back. So it makes it interesting for them. Now, looking at their roster and who's kind of been playing more, um, it's not that big of a hit to the roster. Yes, some have got some goals, but really where they're at, it seems pretty darn consistent. Bam, they play the 4-4-2, correct? That is correct. They're, they're uh, old school 
pretty straightforward. Now, familiar faces, guys that we know, McMath will be in goal. I don't expect any changes there. Their back line of Vera and Glad should be there. I know Silva does get minutes, but you said he's questionable, right? He'll, he's ready? Looks okay. Like he's ready, yeah. So it's Vera or Silva. They'll be next to Glad, but expect Glad to be there. Uh, Brody or Oviedo will be your right back. Again, they move around. Um, Oviedo also switches off with Vera on the left side. So there's a little bit of movement there on the back line. We'll see what they bring for this one. Um, really, really interesting where Vera kind of moves around. Now, back line or midfield, Ojeda and Caldwell uh, will be your center mid. Uh, Chang on the right, Savarino on the left with Rubin and Jackson up top. The real interesting thing about the lineup that I've seen so far is Rubin always starts. And then the last three games, they had a different guy next to him each time, which is a little weird. So last time was was Jackson. Before that, it was Musovsky. Uh, before that, it was was Ruben and uh, Julio. So what's the strike partner going to be this week? Because obviously the last three games, they've shuffled it. Um, real, real interesting to see where they're at. Again, you see the lack of goal production. That's probably why it's shifting the way it's shifting. They're trying to find a balance to trying to find something to connect for this team. Um, but you know, for substitutions, no shock here. Anelli, uh, Luna, expect him to come in. Gomez, Mosowski, if he's healthy. And the interesting super sub that comes in, it looks like every week as a super sub is Demir Krylov. And you all know the damage he can cause, but it looks like he is kind of their, their super sub, right, Bam? That is correct. Um, I don't think Luna will be playing this game because he has been selected in the for the US men's under twenty World Cup, which so starts cool. off in okay. nine nine days. So he might be on his way to that. So I, I don't think that if he does play, it'll be his last game before he flies out to that. But I think he might be heading off instead. So substitution, which he tends tends to be a sub anyway, uh, that kind of affects them off the bench. So really interesting going here. Again, they're surviving these injuries and thriving with these injuries. And it looks like some faces are going to be coming back for our match. Again, we can't write this team off. I know we've had a great history against them, uh, a really great history against them, but it's not last year's team. And I'll say this again and again and again. This is a much better side than what we've seen before. And we could get ourselves trapped if we're not careful with it. I know. You're like, but it's RSL. I know. I know what you're saying, but we got to be careful with this. Uh, Bam, looking at the lineup, do you see any anything surprising to you, or is, is it really typical? I think it's really typical. Um, I I wouldn't be surprised if Moose plays, but I do see him coming in off the bench more than anything for them. Who do you think the strike partnership is for this week? The strike partnership, I think they're going to go with um, Ruben and... Jacklison. Yeah, I'm thinking the same thing as well. Uh, again, Musasi's coming back from an injury. He was a sub last game. I don't think you're going to field him right away. Definitely not. Um, we'll see what they bring to this. It's it, it's going to be interesting. Um, I think the better story is going to be us and what we offer and what we're going to bring out to the lineup because now we know we have this busy schedule ahead of us. We already at this game have to think about minutes and limiting minutes because it's all going to kind of hit itself as we go down the line. Nice thing is we've had the week off for our senior players. Um, so 
yeah, what's it going to be? I think that's the bigger, bigger question for us. Now, we did have a loss last week. We need to bounce back. I think that also has an effect as to what you're going to see show up in this game. I'll go to you, Tony, looking at the back line. Who do you think we're going to have back there? I think the usual suspects of like Mario, Hans Head, and Palacios. Well, who's, if, your, who's your center back pairing, though? Oh, my center back pairing? Ooh, yeah. Probably Mario and Long, unfortunately, because Kalini's still on his like weird back injury-ish like spasm age he's on age yeah (laughs) got it um yeah i know i think you're right i think mario and long is much needed after this last week mario is just we need the guy out there um no question about that uh eris do you think it could be anything different than what we're talking about here i think it's pretty straightforward right no it's straightforward I, i i agree mario and long there we go now looking at our midfield uh araceli who are you putting out for your top three for the midfield, I would put out kind of the same, you know, Acosta, Ilya, and I would go with – I'm kind of going back and forth between Tillman and Cifuentes because I, I would like to see Tillman start, but I can see Sifu getting to start and Tillman being our super sub, knowing RSL if they put Krylik in in the second half, and we know how much damage he can do. Oh yeah, he's he's he hurts a lot of teams. Uh, I'll go to you, Bam. Next, your midfield situation. It, the question again, again, always comes back to Tillman Cifuentes. Tillman Cifuentes. So I look to you, sir. After seeing Cifuentes' not so amazing performance against San Jose, do we finally move on and get Tillman to start here? Um, well, Tillman did start that last game as well. Yeah. Um, so obviously, you know. Ilya Acosta, two guarantees. Yeah, that that's what it is. I want to see Sifu, see if he can make amends for the last game. But I am leaning more towards Tillman starting. I honestly, I think it will be um, Dollar goes in, flips a coin, head Sifu towels Tillman, whichever one doesn't start comes on sixty fifth minute. Yeah, they're subbing for each other. I, it seems to be the standard substitution, just like just like Palencia coming in for Hollings head. I mean, that's a, this is what we do. It's kind of the expectation. Um, and up top, of course, this is the bigger question. I think even harder to determine from midfield is that top line. Um, and th- so I'll throw it to you, Bam, first, and then we'll shift over to Tony on this. Who do you put as your front three? Pulwonga, Bogus, Opoku. Vela's not starting because we've got the midweek game against Sporting. Do you think he'll rest him for Sporting? I I think he will because we're playing way in RSL and Sporting's at home. So I'm going to say Vela doesn't get the start. I'm going to go Bulwonga, Apoku, Bogus. Interesting. Interesting. Here's where Tony's going to counter. What do you think, man? Where are they going? Uh, Bulwonga, Vela, and Apoku. Yeah, I'm kind of on your on your, uh, on your your thought here. I think Apoku gets to start on this one. I think because of their back line, their situation of shifting guys, especially, especially on that right side and left. The outside back situation seems a little unstable. 
Um, I think you're going to go for somebody for the quick counters on this one. I think Apoku's a good choice for the runs, uh, more than, than Buk is going to give you. And uh, Bogush, I think he's going to get that kind of that substitute role to in this one, an early sub situation. He'll come in early second half and do what he needs to do. Uh, but I think it's Apoku's run out for this one. I do. I'm with you, man. I'm totally with you. And Vela, we just need Vela for leadership. We got to get three points here. Um, don't be surprised if Bogus for 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 Vela is a, is that logical sub as as things go along, um, and then Buke for, yeah, you know who, <laughs> second half, and then Buanga just never comes off because Buanga does Buanga things and he wants to play every three days. So there's that. Uh, Araceli, your top line choices. Uh, Buanga, Vela, and Bogus because we we need Vela for the leadership quality and. Besides, mm-hmm. Bella doesn't even play a full 90 to begin with, so. He does not. <laughs> I'll say, go ahead and start him. Yeah, yeah, run it out, run it out. All right, uh, there we go. Uh, there's our choices. Um, we're going to throw this out to you guys and your thoughts on this and then bounce it off of you. So that's right, folks. Get out there, give us your comments. Let's see where it's at. Jumping in right away. Oh man, there's some there's some that popped. Let's see. We've got Ooh. Jose Quiros question. He says with the open cup up from Facebook, by the way. Shout out to you, man. Checking us out on Facebook. It's very limited crew. You only can you only can watch us if you've subscribed. So uh yeah, it's funky the way Facebook works, but Good on you, man, for following through. He says, with the Open Cup win, should Steve focus our main squad on uh, to these playoffs games and all the youngsters to play league games? I think he will when there's two games in the same week. Right? So after this match, right, we've got to play Kansas City at home. Home cooking's always good. They're a last-place team, Right? Um, a lot of openings. There's not a lot going on for them this year. It's 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 really rough. It is. Um, sorry, Arcelli. I don't want to just totally bomb on you in this, but it's really bad for Kansas City. Hey, and I'm not surprised they got eliminated from the Open Cup. I'll just no, leave it at that. <laughs> no, it, there's so much change needed there. It, it, it's wild. Um, but for us and our young players, say a Duenas, he could tear those guys apart. Um, and so cycle a cycle lineup for that match makes sense and then comes the weekend against san jose and then a short rest before we yeah get the troublemaker match you know um so it's really interesting the other thought we can think about is if they want to have guys have a natural week off between games then this would be a rest day (laughs) kansas city would be a play for everybody reserves against san jose and then the, the main crew in for that Wednesday. So they just have that week set up, you know, and we'll see. I think it's just going to be a hybrid to everything, honestly. Just limiting minutes would be the story more than limiting days uh, would be more of a dolo approach to things. It's, it's tough. We'll see what he does. Uh, Wolf jumps in. He says, on the positive for LAC2, the kids look very comfortable at penalty kicks. Practice makes perfect. Probably not doing great for the division they play with zero wins, but they don't quit. The process. Trusting the process, right? I think that may be something we need to look at there. Uh, Dave Gomez says, I want them to get results, but development readiness for the first team is more important. Um, it's their first season. There it is. Uh, Wolf putting it on for Araceli there, agreeing with you on that with the coaching situation and the whole 
getting results and the need for results. Uh, Jose Quiero says, as a, as a fan, I wouldn't put too much pressure on LAFC too. Uh, these kids are getting experience and learning the system. In time, our boys will mature, adapt, and understand what it takes to wear our LAFC crest. Uh, believe in our club. Uh, los buenos y los malos. Yeah, uh, I, exactly. And again, you got to realize how many of these guys have been with us since they were 10, 11, 12, and now they're featuring there. That long progression of being with the black and gold is is seriously heavy with our youth sides and with our with our uh, MLS Next Pro side. It's pretty amazing, actually. So, yeah, support the kids. Don't go too hard on them. Again, they're learning, they're learning, they're learning. Um, Ox says, let's go. Uh, we can do it all. It can be done. Calculated risks. That's what we do uh, to get this thing across. So, yeah, man, I'm with you, man. Uh, we we honestly do need a win this weekend, but don't be surprised with some shuffling for sure. Even with a week off, don't be surprised with some shuffling. Uh, good on you guys. The comments are always amazing. Thank you for that. Um, looks like that's our comments for today. So we're going to move it back into what we do right before we wrap things up. All right. So, oh, uh, wow. All right. So final thoughts. We're already to final thoughts. Have we got there? We have. All right. So let's see who's ready for this one. I think Tony's looking like he's chomping at the bit here. Tony, I'm going to give you your final thoughts on this. One. So final thought, safe travels if you're going to Real Salt Lake. Um, oh, sorry, Salt Lake. Uh, Sandy, Utah. Let's be Sandy, honest. Sandy, Utah, yeah. not Real or Real, because they're not in Spain. Um, like safe travels, drink responsibly. Again, high altitude. Same thing. What happened when I said it, when you went to to Colorado is it affects you differently up there. If you're going to a watch party, drink responsibly, have fun, join the culture if you can, and learn about other sport groups, or especially. Um, so be safe. And I also kept this. I wanted to announce it earlier with you guys in the before, but I decided just to leave it to here. This is my 100th episode being on the heart of LAFC. Uh, I started this in 191. So, and if you look back at that episode, it's funny how I, my everything has evolved wise and drinking wise as well. So, Thank you for having me for 100 episodes, hopefully for 100 more. And that's my final say. Congratulations, Tony, on your 100th episode. I cannot believe it's been that many and so fast. Look at this. We're approaching 300, and Tony's got 100 in the book. Right. Right. A stalwart on this. He's our veteran center back is what you're looking at right there. So, uh, <laughs> again, man beyond beyond blessed to have you in the fam here it's a tight-knit crew as you can tell so uh good on you good on you holding him down in the stands tony is everywhere people you just got to respect the tony i'm telling you this so uh again give him a hug today uh give him a hug at the watch party show some love all right araceli i'm throwing it to you for your final thoughts you know, now that Tony mentioned his milestone episode, I need to go back and look when I started because even I missed my year work anniversary with Next Pro. I've just been so busy. I haven't even been paying attention. But anyways, <laughs> my final thoughts are simple. Uh, say travels to all those that are going to Utah. If you are going to the watch party 
or indulging in any other activities this weekend because it is Mother's Day weekend. I know a lot of us kind of celebrated yesterday, but for those who are who are going out for this weekend, stay safe, protect each other as always. And yeah, I mean, that's all for me. Thank you, Araceli. Well said. Be smart about these things. Give a hug to your mom if you can. Uh, yeah, that's right. Be thankful. Be grateful. Do it. Uh, good on you. Well said. Bam, you have the floor, sir. Um, first of all, I'll start off with saying that late last night, my time, so very early morning for you guys, they did the draw for the AFC Asia Cup, which starts kicks off in January. They did the draw for that. Australia's end up with a group with Uzbekistan, Syria, India. Our friends over at TSG, Korea Republic, end up with a group with Malaysia, Jordan, and Bahrain. So when that gets closer, I'll be posting up some more about that competition and all that kind of stuff as well. Um, I'm going to... Normally, this is what stage where we're going to the mental health part and all that too, but I'm actually going to applaud RSL. This week is a mental health awareness game against us. They've got a mental health awareness game. Um, if someone's going and they can pick me up on their mental health matters scarf, I'll, I greatly appreciate it because it looks like a very nice scarf. Um, and the way they close it off is the article about it is absolutely amazing. Um, remember, you are loved, you are enough, you matter, and mental health matters. Well said. Well said. Uh, again, driving home what we've been we've been speaking about since episode probably 150. I mean, let, let's be real. Um, it's real, you know. We've got to look out for each other. We've, been, we've all been through a whole lot these last few years, um, and we're still going through a whole lot. So looking out for each other is critically important. And, yes, good on RSL um, for publicly doing this and, and enough to even have a scarf available. That's pretty, pretty good, pretty good. So good on them. Um, thank you, Bam, for all that you said, man. Excellent. That brings it to me and my final thoughts and my thankfulness and gratefulness to everyone on this show. Um, again, Tony, happy 100, sir. All of to you. Uh, Bam, thank you, sir. Araceli, thank you on your late nights and dedication to a very hard LAFC 2 to cover right now as we're trying to get these results. Um, and to the faithful, thank you guys for spending your time with us on a busy weeknight, late at night, still putting it in. Um, tell everybody that listens on the audio side of things, thank you as well uh, for supporting this show. We've been around a while, and you've stuck around with us, so good on you for that. Again, 300 is approaching real soon, and the only reason we're there is because of you guys. Quite literally, it's you guys. Uh, on that note, of course... Do your best on the road trip. Do your best at the watch parties. Um, I'll see y'all at the fair. If you're heading to the fair this weekend, I'll just leave that at that. Um, but yes, the watch party should be pretty well attended. So go out there. Go out there with some friends. Have a good time. Be safe. And of course, stay golden. That's what we do. Uh, final word. I'll go to you, Araceli, first. Stay golden. Tony. Stay golden, Los Angeles. Bam. Stay golden. And for me, to all of you, stay golden, Los Angeles.
for listening to the Heart of LAFC. Make sure to leave us a rating and review on iTunes or Stitcher. Shoulder to shoulder, the black and gold is taking over. <laughs>